It's Exodus 12 and the first 13 verses. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, This month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there are. You are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with what each person will eat. The animals you choose must be year-old males without defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month, when all the members of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. Then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. That same night, they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire, along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. Do not eat the meat raw or boiled in water, but roast it over a fire with the head, legs, and internal organs. Do not leave any of it till morning. If some is left till morning, you must burn it. This is how you are to eat it, with your cloak tucked into your belt, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. Eat it. In haste, it is the Lord's Passover. On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, open our eyes to see the beauty of this passage, the call that you make upon us, and the need that we have for you in our lives because of all that you've done for us. Open our eyes now, we pray, and touch our hearts in your name. Amen. Well, this is the uh, second uh, in our series in uh, Exodus. Um, We're actually using a a little booklet, I meant to bring it and I forgot, uh, produced by LICC, which gives six studies through Exodus. We're actually only going to do five of them. Um, And this is the second. Uh, So last week, you will remember, Paddy uh, Beresford opened up uh, the the call to his people uh, and based it around the name of God. Uh, Because when we hear his voice, we need to know that we can trust the person that's speaking to us. And Paddy made it perfectly clear that this is the I am. That's the name of God. The I am, the Yahweh. The God of all things. The God of creation. It is he who is speaking. That was uh, chapter 3. And right at the end of chapter 3, in verse 17, it says, I've promised to bring you out of the land of Egypt into the land flowing with milk and honey. And then that promise unfolds in chapters 4 
to 11. Uh, Moses and his brother Aaron have been to see Pharaoh. If you remember, uh, Aaron, um, Moses throws down his staff and it becomes a serpent. He picks it up again and it turns back to being a staff. He puts his hand inside his jacket and brings it out and it's leprous. And he puts it back and it's clean again. And Pharaoh's heart is hardened and he'll have none of it. So we get uh, a series of chapters in the Bible which are horrific, really. Plague after plague, ten in all, are uh, put upon the Egyptian people to make Pharaoh relinquish his grip on the Israelite, uh, or the, Is- the Israelite people uh, who are in Egypt um, in bondage as slaves. And Pharaoh does not budge. But today we've reached the tenth of those, culminating with this evening and possibly the most horrific, the death of the firstborn child and animal. The people of Israel have been living on their nerves. Is Pharaoh going to do it? Just think how much uh, they must, uh, what they must have been feeling at that time. Because they've had plagues of gnats, plagues of flies, of locusts, the rivers have turned into blood, and so on and so on. And each time, it's because of their God that the Egyptian people around them are suffering. How must have they felt? They must have been living on their wits, mustn't they? They must have been as nervous as anything. And tonight, they've been told, right, tonight's the night. Oh, my word. Is it really going to be tonight? Is Pharaoh really going to answer? Are we really going to leave? I don't know if you've seen the the film 1917 yet, have you? I'm sure a lot of us have. But it's, it's filmed as if it's one take. You walk with these two people through a period of hours together. It goes like a flash, but it, the, the film is literally in one take. You never leave their side. Uh, but it takes you into the trenches. It takes you over the top. It takes you across no man's land. And you get a sense of the... I mean, your heart is in your, in your boots, actually. And your stomach's empty. And you're thinking, what's going to happen next? It's full of that suspense. Uh, And I'm living that suspense not quite in the same way at work at the moment. Uh, We have spent the last three years developing our own software system, bringing all of our different bits of software together. We launch it in a week's time. What could possibly... Don't shake your head, Nick. It's going to be great. What could possibly go wrong? We're sort of in the trenches and about to go over the top. We've told everyone everything is fine. I wonder if it will work. In the same way we have here, the families of Israel camped in a foreign land and they've been told to be fully clothed for a meal called the Passover because God is about to impact every single family in the land except us 
Everyone out there will lose their firstborn child, will lose their firstborn animal. Will he do it this time? Will this really be it? We were invited out for a meal, uh, slightly less treacherous, last night. Um, But we were invited, and we responded to the invite. We went with uh, a few others, and we were in it together. We all enjoyed the same meal, the same fellowship. And then, actually, because I was also doing the 8 o'clock, I was the first to leave, and I was the first of all of us to leave at the same time. We were fed, we were prepared, we left. God invites us today to share a meal together. And he wants us to remember this meal. And I want to share it in a a slightly different way. And I only want you to remember one word. There are lots of words in this passage and they all begin with P. Have you noticed that? Because we've got Pharaoh. We have the plagues. We have the Passover. We have a promise. We have protection. We have prophecy. But that's not the word we're using. It's just one word. And that word is love love. And that love is shown in a number of different ways using those letter P's. Because this plague is about to affect everyone in the land. But we're protected. We are different. His protection in this passage is is fascinating actually because it goes over a number of things. He wants to protect the people but he wants to protect all that they have. Uh, And so when they make their sacrifice out of their own animals, their own livestock, and they wouldn't have had that many because they are in bondage, um, he actually says, I don't want you, this is not a party, it's another P, this is not a party. This is something really critical for you to remember. So I don't want you to waste animals. So if you've got a small family, I want you to share with your neighbour. Just have as much food as you need. But also, I want to protect you. So I want you to daub blood on the doorpost of your house. So that when I pass through the land, I might know that your house is to be protected. But I want you to be protected and therefore I want you to be prepared because the call to leave will come at any moment. And of course it does because as we read, Pharaoh finally throws in the towel in the middle of the night and calls Moses and Aaron and tells them, just go, flee, be gone. So they are ready dressed. They're eating this meal dressed in their normal garb, but with coats and uh, their waistband, or their belt tucked into their waistband. So in all of this, we don't just see protection, we see purpose. 
God has a purpose, a plan for these people. You see, you have to daub the blood on the doorpost. You have to sacrifice the animal. You have to take part in the meal. And do you get that sense, not only of invitation, but of of actually having to take part in this meal if you're going to be one of the uh, the saved people? It doesn't actually say whether any of the, the um, Israelites failed to daub their doorposts with blood. And I wonder what happened to them. But it should be a lesson for us, perhaps, that when God says to do something, we should do it. And we should follow his voice. This may seem all rather theatrical. This meal prepared. This great moment of sacrifice this great call, be uh, prepared and fully clothed while you're eating it. But the blood was a sign that they wanted in. This was their moment of ownership. This is something I want to be part of. And it's a sign that by the grace of God, he will pass over and spare them. And that leads us to that next P, which is the prophecy. Because have you not noticed the similarities between the passage that we read and the meal of communion that we're about to share together? This is no more than a meal. That's why we've got a table down here. It's nothing special, but at the same time, it is life-transforming. The families in Egypt were to pick a perfect lamb without blemish. Jesus Christ, the spotless, called the Lamb of God. By partaking in the meal through the sacrifice of blood, they were allowed and be made free to follow God where he led them. By taking part in the communion, we are free because we have associated ourselves with God in order to follow his path. They took the lamb four days before. They nurtured the lamb and then they killed it on the fourth day. Jesus entered Jerusalem four days before he was killed. We're beginning to see some of the parallels here. That it has to be through the blood of a sacrifice. That you then enter into a new understanding and a new relationship with the God that you follow. We need to take part. In a sense, we need to be branded by God, with God, for God. And when we are branded, that love of God, that overwhelming love that he has for us, should show in our faces. It should show in our smiles. It should show in our speech. It should show in our behaviour. Everything that we are should reveal the love of God because of what he's done for us. That is why this whole series is the subtitle to which, as Kia gave it to you last week, it's being saved from in order that we're saved for. We are saved from something in order to do something else. And there are lots of us in this congregation who stand at uh, a sort of threshold of change 
There are two wedding couples here this morning, standing at a threshold of change. And your life will be different. Sorry. There'll be good times and bad times. But you'll be together in relationship with each other. And that's what we are with God. When we take this meal together, which we'll do differently, I'll explain that in just a moment, we will be signing up because we want to walk the path of God with him in a different way and a new way. Because we appreciate the love that God has for us. Therefore, when we come to communion... I'm going to, uh, I will still offer you the bread here. Just take it. I won't be giving it to you. Hopefully I'll have cut it all up in time into small pieces for you. Just take a piece. Because this is you partaking. This day has to be memorable. And I want it to be different. So come fully clothed. Come with your coats on. You needed them at 8 o'clock because the heating wasn't on. It's warmed up now, I can tell you. Come with your coats on and take that, that piece of bread. Then we'll have those servers with the wine back here. You will have to walk between me and them. Just find one of them that's available. And you can either dip your bread in the wine or take the wine. That's entirely up to you. It will be offered to you. And then take it. And just pause for a moment. Because that next step that you take will be a different step because you're a different person. Because you have said again, I am with you. I want to follow my God. This is an important moment and it's happening today. Just like the Passover, God said, I'm coming tonight. Trust me. He says to us now, I loved you so much, I gave you. I want you to share this meal and I want you to leave as different people this morning. So that's how we're going to do it. Okay? We kind of follow that loosely. (laughs) What could go wrong? Let's pray. Father, as we come to you this morning, we come as broken people. We come as poor people. We come as sinful people. And we simply offer ourselves because you first offered yourself for us. You offered to take our sin through your love. You offered to walk with us through your love. You offered to bind us together in relationship through your love. And therefore, in love, we come to you and ask that you would touch us afresh as we come to your table. In your name we pray. Amen.